Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> you put you all in, you all out, in, out, in, out. You book it all about. You get your Ruby Coley and your Danielson. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> Whoa, Adam Coley. Roll, Ruby Sohi. Whoa, the goatee. All out huge pops wrestling. Wow. <laughs> you promised me before this that that was your greatest song you've ever written. And you didn't disappoint. I gotta be honest, when you started with you put your all in, <laughs> yeah, I was I like, thought this that is was the most low end. <laughs> wow. You had us in that first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Phil Chambers and Adam Cleary from What Culture to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture. If you're a fan of this sort of thing, this specific sort of thing. Daily wrestling podcast, we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dino, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. With a bloody quiz, of course. <laughs> Ruby Coley. Can't believe I went 18 months not doing these podcasts, man. No one yeah. miserable. <laughs> uh, right, here we are then. <laughs> I mean, you may as well end the podcast now. You've peaked. That's it. It's not going to get any better. Cut straight to the quiz. Cut the gap. Oh, yeah. We've got, we have got something special coming on the way for the quiz as well. Not the quiz. The quiz is just box standard, but the fluff <laughs> around it, basically. Anyway, Adam Cleary. What? Was... <laughs> All out, the best pay per view ever. No. Okay. I hate. I hate that you phrase the question that way. So I've got to start. I've got to answer in a negative. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. It yes. was absolutely. It's. It's. Is it the best AEW pay? Yeah, God, the best they've done. Absolutely. Um, it was. It. I think. It, gen, I think it's in the conversation. I'm going to get shouted after this. I think it's in the conversation to be top ten, potentially top five this century. Okay. I think it's whether or not it is in either of those lists, I don't know, but I think it's certainly something that you would consider for both of them. Obviously, a huge amount of recency bias. Maybe as time goes on, it'll age better or worse. We don't know. But I can't remember the last time I sat through a pay-per-view for that long, never mind at that time of night, for that long, where there was no sag, there was no dip, there was no bloat, there was no, oh, I hope they get this over quickly. Even no BS tall Paul versus Cutie Marshall was like, Class. It did exactly what it needed to do. It wasn't. It it wasn't a five second squash, rendering it a pointless thing to happen. 
But at the same time, it ran its two, three, four minutes absolutely mm. perfectly. They also really desperately needed something exactly like that in that spot at yeah, that time, exactly. considering where it was on the card. <laughs> exactly. it's, honestly, when it when it went past simply, he is just going to run into the ring and choke. I was like, oh no, please, I can't. I don't. I'm. I don't want ten minutes of this. But then a few minutes later, when everybody got like a little thing in, and then they finally wrapped it up, I was like, yep. Yeah, do you know what? I just. That's what I needed. And I hate that that's the first match I'm specifically talking about. <laughs> but it is it does go to illustrate like there was no wasted effort. There was no fat on this pay-per-view whatsoever, which for what, ten matches or something uh-huh. is genuinely like astounding. Yeah, me and Sidge previewed it last weekend, and I think we've always been excited about AW pay-per-views for obvious reasons. And the the fact they only, you know, only four a year proper pay-per-view versions of, of what they put out. But every time Sidge sits here and says that the 18 minute matches can go 12 minutes, mm. and you look, the first three matches Miro Odie Kingston, which is a brilliant opener, which none yeah. of us really called to open the show, 13 minutes. Moxley Kojima, 12 minutes. And bloody, we all know what happened afterwards with Minoru Suzuki coming down. And uh, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander, 12 minutes effectively. The right sort of timings you needed for the show. And like Cleary said, Phil, three, three minutes, 10 seconds for. Paul White was all you needed. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's <clears throat> definitely the best sort of laid out pay-per-view they've ever done. It's like, it's the one thing we've always complained about with AEW pay-per-views is just how goddamn long they are. But this one, I think it was like three hours and 50 minutes or something, not including the pre-show, obviously, which is a, like, that's a really good pay-per-view time. And for 10 matches, that's like, that's quite a lot mm. of bang for your buck in that. And nothing felt overly long. Nothing felt like it was too short either. It was just everything was right. Everything had its own spot. Everything had its little moment on the card. And it just built and built and built and built to that thing that happened at the end, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. which was just absolutely incredible. It, it was actually kind of a, a very a very trust-the-process layout because if you'd sat me down at the start and said, me already Kingston will open, I would have said, that's bad. If you'd said, Punk's going on here, I would have said, that's bad. If you'd said, uh, Tall Paul versus... He's going on that late. I would have said, that's bad. If he'd said, they were going to put the women's battle royal immediately after the cage match, I would have said, that's bad. <laughs> and yet, it being in the moment with all of it, it worked perfectly. Like, it was a perfect opener. Tall Paul was in the perfect spot. The women actually, they weren't some cool-down match after the intensity of the cage. It was genuinely a really different, really exciting. But the fact it was a battle royal meant that it had, like, it did give you that cool-down because of the pace, but then it built up to that really good, that really good ending. Like, I can't, I can't compliment the structure of that show more. I was astounded with how well it worked. Let's talk the cage match, though. One of the best tag team <laughs> matches in history. Feel like yeah. uh, the fact <laughs> that I'm there going, there's another really good tag team match that they've done. And that was the Young Bucks versus Page oh, and Omega yeah. at Revolution. This was very different. Um, but a, a friend of a friend of mine came over in the week and said she'd heard all the buzz about, uh, about AEW uh, off the back of this and Brian... Brian Danielson, that's what I was going to say, not his old name, uh, Cold, <laughs> Soho, etc. And she said, oh, is it not like like WWE, like PG then? And I went, I'll just Ooh. put this match on for you. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I legitimately watched the Young Bucks versus the um, Lucha Brothers forever. Like, they just, every single time they go out there, they put on an incredible show. They have the best chemistry. Ray Phoenix is absolutely insane and genuinely one of the like best in-ring performers you could possibly hope to see. The way he was using the cage to like just bounce off and things, like just so innovative and it was just non-stop action. It was insane. And yeah, the books bringing back their bloody um thumbtacks on the shoe that I've not seen. Have they bought that but in AEW yet? Oh, I haven't it? seen it in AEW. Because it's Candice LeRae in yeah, PWG, was, PWG was the big back. famous one. 
And I don't know if they've done that. I since. don't think they've done it. No, I, I genuinely I squealed during <laughs> that. I actually shouted at the top of my lungs. They're juicing him like a papaya. <laughs> like when they were like smushing. Pen the way they built up the book's shoes as well to have this as the payoff to it all yeah. is just like absolute genius. Also, let's give credit to the real star of this. One arm on Brandon Cutler. First time he gets yeah, it over there. Yeah. Well, I, that doesn't that doesn't impress me. Oh. It's a tall cage. That it is, is a, it. You've seen Mick Foley yeah, trying to throw look, chairs up. Look, 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 look. This a, sh- a shoe is the perfect way to throw. Yeah. Like, it's not heavy, but there's enough. Like a, if, I'd be more impressed if it was a sock. Yeah. Because to get the yeah. to get the whip on a sock to get that over a cage, very a impressive. Sock with thumbtacks on yeah, it. Yeah, the thumb sock. You never seen a thumb sock? Never. No. Um, don't get it mixed up with your other ones. And <laughs> yeah, but a shoe's a perfect way for that. I don't yeah. find it. I would genuinely think it'd be easy to throw a shoe clean over the cage. That was the real. That was the real title. Match. Yeah, that was a, that was a real tag title match. Uh, yeah, but honestly, one of the one of the best tag Insane. Uh, tag team Absolutely title matches incredible. Uh, I've ever seen. Um, and well. What did you make of Punk's seven and a half year absence? You couldn't tell, could you? It looks bloody good. Well, I would, I would actually, I would actually like to talk about this. Okay. I, I, I would like the attention now, please. Okay. I, <laughs> in the moment, me and Andy both thought this was bad. Okay. Right. Not bad. Well, not bad per se, but the card had, had such an energy to it and everything. We were like, okay, it's a slow start, but whatever. And I remember he turned to me about halfway through and went, "This could really do with picking up a bit now." And we watched it, and the finish was it very, was was excellent. But we thought, okay, it was good, okay, kind of. It felt like a very WWE match, if anything. Like it was, it had a very nice worked out planned finish. Blah blah. And we went back through into the office, and the Michaels were like had the, both had the pants off, <laughs> right? And we were like, what, that was just genuinely one of the best matches we've ever seen. And we were like, what? Seriously? And we were like, they were like, yeah, genuinely, like that was incredible. The way they played into the anxiety of everything, and we were. And if it had just been me, I would have been like, oh, well, clearly I'm wrong. But the fact it was Andy as well, I was like, well, maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's a divisive match. I don't know. Um, and then we both watched it the next day, and it not being three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> it is so apparent how brilliant that match is. Like, weirdly, normally we always say that the problem with streams is you watch them and you have such a good time watching them that you really overrate everything you've seen. Yeah. Like, I regarded that Melbourne show WWE as one of the best shows I've ever watched. <laughs> and then I came into the office. It was, again, me and Andy had watched that. I think it was at mine. We watched it at mine because we were both off. We came into the office. Like, that was really good, wasn't it? And it was like, you, both the Michaels, Phil, everyone just turned around with his face like a slapped ass. Like, <laughs> no. It was terrible. Oh, well, maybe we just had a nice time. Like, normally the problem is the yeah. other way around. The pace of that show and sort of how much fun it was, I think didn't really have us prepared for what they were going to do. But when you go and watch it back in isolation, for, you know, with fresh eyes, ironically, uh, it's class. It's really good. It's so good. It's so, so good. It's All a, the it's callbacks. A, it's the yeah. kind of match you couldn't do anywhere else, really, at the minute. Yeah, ju- I, I couldn't get over... So, you know, like you say, the, the fallout from it all. The thing is, because the, the play isn't this idea that he was, like, maybe a bit gassed, maybe a bit rusty, maybe Darby Allen had the energy, the youth, or whatever on him. And they played into that. So the point where, where he did the sit-up, I remember remarking at the time, I was like, God, they cut that a bit. They cut that fine because there's not really much margin for error. For it. But then we watch it back, you're like, yeah, they did cut that <laughs> fine. That's exactly where they both wanted to be. It was like structurally so well put together. And then when everyone started sharing that gif around of the, the Bret Hart, one, two, three kids, mm, takedown yeah. thing, and I was like, wow, okay, all right. They're I see playing on a different here. level here. It's one of it's one of those few things where even the bits of it I still don't like. I'm more inclined to believe that maybe I just don't get why that's good rather than <laughs> I don't see it. Uh, let's talk Ruby Soho's arrival. Uh, so happy for her. She so looks so happy. She looks so happy. She, so happy. She, just, 
you love me. You really <laughs> love me. Like, that oh moment. my God. You it, actually popped. Thank God. It was, the, Thank it was God like for the this. punk-esque reaction of yeah. just like, oh, I didn't realise what this was going to sound yeah. like sort and of the thing. people singing a song because they'd already seen it from the, um, the vignettes that yeah. she put out on Twitter and stuff. Fantastic. So good. She just looked so happy. It was just so nice. And the daddies have pointed this out. Obviously, the right person to win that that battle royal. Although I do like the story, they sort of led into this on Dynamite of Thunder Rosa being heartbroken and being so close, and Nyla Rose getting a bit of shine, Jade Cargill getting a bit of something in there as well. They might have actually found someone that Britt Baker can actually be a heel against. Yeah, and she's going all in with it on Dynamite and stuff as well. And I like the idea of putting Ruby Soho against like Jamie Hayter, and then I guess she'll probably get there's a tr- uh, trios match tonight. Trios match tonight, and like go through them before she actually gets to Britt, and then you've like you say you've got the thing that you can go back to with Thunder Rosa at any point. Like there's loads of ways that you can build out of this, and all of it is elevating everyone involved. And I really, really like that. And just using this new person to shine a light on the division again and sort of get a few more eyes on it. And as you sort of alluded to, God, they just if she's been so underutilized for so many years. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to sit here and be like, oh, the poor WWE superstars getting to travel the world and perform in front of millions, doing what they love, collecting millions of dollars a year. Like, I'm never going to, I don't think they're all like, you know, Trapped, or I don't. I'm, I've only got a certain amount of sympathy, but you yeah. can see certain, certainly, certainly, certain people. There's creative things that have gone so unfulfilled, and it's not because they're happy to sit there and just take the money. It's because they've tried their best and they've come up against brick walls, locked doors. And, you know, I'm sure in Ruby Riot's case, glass ceilings. Mm. And then to see her get there, name change, new music, but it's still her, and it's still all this creativity and all the things she must have been frustrated about for so long. For so long. Because mm. you got to remember, like, she was in NXT back when there was this really clear progressional path that started with Paige, gone through the four horsewomen, then Asker had done it, where it was like, look, there is a top of this division. You can have a nice long title run, critically acclaimed matches. And then when you go at the main roster, the women's division isn't actually a total mess. <laughs> like, there are, you can go, you can go and then go work Charlotte at WrestleMania and have this big match. You can go and do this. You can go and do that. They're going to give you the right spots. And then they just started taking shortcuts with it. And it was like, right, Asuka left, and it was, okay, who have you got left? You've got Nikki Cross, you've got Ruby Riot, you've got a couple others. Mm. So one of these is going to have, there's a new little group forming from there. Someone's going to rise to the top, and you can get this. And they didn't do it. They just, they called loads of them up straight away. Liv Morgan got called up, uh, Mandy Rose got called up, Ruby Riot got called up, and they just flooded, because the Women's Royal Rumble was happening for the first time. Oh, yeah. They flooded the women's roster the, on, the main, on the main roster. And she missed what would have been the most creatively fulfilling years of her career at that point. Like, she'd worked the indie, she'd got to NXT, she was now going to work a creatively lauded brand, having really good pay-per-view matches against other inc- women who were at the top of their game as well. And then if she went on the main roster and was made to rot, it wouldn't be the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. kind of happens. But she she didn't get that. Like, where was, where was, where was Ruby's, like, where was her singles NXT takeover match? I think she had one with Asuka, but it was like, middle of the card, and it was clearly to build something else down the line. Where was her title run? Where was her, like, where was her time on the top of the mountain? It never happened. She went up there, got to cut some poor lad's tie in half, do a table match with Natalia, which was the most tasteless thing anyone's ever seen in their lives, and that's it. And that is it. And you could just see all of that coming off her shoulders. Like, the same way that, that, that like, Punk's face when he first came out. Yeah. The anxiety he must have felt like, maybe I'm going to come out there and it's not going to be right. Maybe the crowd reaction's not going to be what we thought it was going to be. Maybe it's just, maybe I haven't missed it as much as I thought I did. And you could see when he came out, he was like, oh, actually, 
Like, again, the Moxie thing when he first came out, he was breathing in the crowd. <laughs> like, I'd never forget that. You could see the joy on her face of, like, they know who I am. They know what I can do. They are, they are delighted that I am here. And I know I'm go- I've am i got the backing of the people who've hired Everything's me. Everything's going to be okay. Do- <laughs> the thing is, this is the thing. Even if it's not, even if she doesn't go and have an amazing run in AEW, let's say they do the Baker match, it isn't great, she falls down the car, she struggles to find herself something to do, it's not because they just don't believe in her. Mm. You know what I mean? She's, these wrestlers are now going to get the opportunity to try and fail rather, <laughs> yeah. rather than just not getting the opportunity <laughs> to try. And I think, like, it sounds weird, but I think genuinely that's that's the big selling point, and that's why you see that. Like, okay, now now I sink or swim on my own merits, and I believe in myself, and they believe in me, and the crowd believe in me, so, yeah, let's do it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's not yeah. going to work for every wrestler. We've seen Brian Cage this week. Hasn't worked. There'll be other wrestlers in the future. Hasn't worked. I'm willing to bet that one of the big signings they've made in the last couple of months, one of them won't click. Mm-hmm. But not for lack of trying. Not because they're not doing the things they really believe in. Not because they're, they're not getting a chance to express themselves as pro wrestlers. It's, that's, just, that's just how it is. Speaking about like, expressing yourself as well, I really like how like she's only been on two shows in AEW already, but they've accentuated how different she is yeah. to everyone else yeah. already. Like you have Ruby Riot on WWE. She is completely different to every other women's wrestler they have ever had in that company. Instantly sellable, like completely new, completely fresh. And they put her in the Riot squad and make the other two people that she's with kind of dress a little bit like her. And, and also make, not entirely. Yeah, and kind of get rid of all of that individuality. And yet here, like through her own making as well, like through AEW, like getting the Rancid song, and the like destination unknown vignettes and things that she's done. She's accentuated everything that makes her individual. And at the end of that Casino Royale, you have her and Thunder Rosa, two of the most like individual women yeah, wrestlers on the planet, it. like staring off at each other. And they've both got incredibly strong selling points and but are completely different to each other. And it's like, why why did you never just accentuate these positives that is you know, so different to everyone else? You compare that. I mean, look, again, I don't ever want these podcasts to be just like, oh, just us ragging on WWE. But the, the contrast in how they've used these people, I think, is very, very relevant. Like, Ruby's most prominent feud on the main roster was probably the Natalia one, purely because of how much attention it got from how tasteless it was. Daddy's crying <laughs> again. But this is the thing, right? Probably on that roster, Natalia's probably one of the most, like... You know, in terms of personality and the way they present themselves, probably one of the most different from Ruby Riot in the company. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, she's she's very she has cat ears. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Ruby, yeah. Ruby Riot's a punk rocker. There was a lot you could have done with the contrast there, and yet they re- the matches. What happened to them? They just had a dad on a table. Dad on the table. Yeah. Like I don't remember. I don't. I never felt at any stage that oh, this is this is. So Ruby Riot, some hard kicking last from the Indies. Natalia's this like you know, second generation WWE superstar. That should be a great match. This is a tables match when mm. nothing happened. Like, yeah. it's it's just... Ruby hasn't been handed everything because of family connections. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a great yeah, story. Easy story to tell, yeah. They didn't, they didn't do that. They just did the, like, oh, Natalia's de- dad has died. Let's just make fun of that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just... Again, so yeah. Is, it, is she going to be a major success in AEW? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea at all. But I'm excited to see them try. Mm. I'm excited to see where it goes. Of course, she wasn't the only debut uh, at all out. We mentioned Minoru Suzuki. Oh, yeah. uh, so, you know, I don't mind saying this before we move on. I don't mind saying this. She was my favourite debut at all out. That's fair. Genuinely was. It's, it was like, look, fair. Adam Cole came out and was Adam Cole, right? Daniel, Diane, Daniel Bryan came out and was Brian Danielson, yes. right? Ruby Riot came out and was Ruby Soho. And Ruby Soho is so different 
to Ruby Riot. And I think that's why you, people are, you're comparing it to, not just because the look on her face, but the CM Punk thing of like, I've, I, I left wrestling many years ago and now yeah. I've returned to wrestling yeah. because I can, I can actually just, do what I want. You can physically see that weight being lifted off the shoulders as they walk out. Yeah. It's, it's, di- it's different between her and Punk and uh, Brian and Cole because like, although we've made fun of all the plans he had for Cole on the main roster, <laughs> he has just pretty much been the face of a really successful television brand for years now. Yeah, He's put how many like four and five star matches on and takeovers. The guy's had a really good run. You know what I mean? He, he certainly, he's elevated himself way above where he was when he started. You know what I mean? And, Bri- and Brian has been a multi-time Literally world just champion. Literally main WrestleMania this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> main event WrestleMania probably has the most iconic WWE moment of the last 15 years. They yeah. certainly haven't been hard done by in that company. Yes, again, maybe creatively stifled, maybe not doing exactly what they wanted to do, but they're certainly not somebody who's like, they're not, they didn't rot in the mid-card. Yeah. They didn't Neither of them big... have a massive chip on the shoulder coming out of WWE, really. Exactly. Whereas like, you know, Punk what, you know, fell out all over wrestling for, you know, nearly yeah. a decade over <laughs> how he was handled in that company. He didn't get his WrestleMania main event. He didn't really get to be the face of a television brand for years and years and years and have critically acclaimed matches after critically acclaimed matches. And again, like Ruby Soho got to cut some ties in half and make fun of a f- <laughs> make fun Fearless. of a, make fun of a friend's dead father on television. Yeah, less more Um You mentioned it there. I want to talk about it very quickly here, Phil. WWE's attempts to get Adam Cole to stay. Hey, <laughs> you didn't know about this. Uh, long story short. They pitched him presumably the same <laughs> money as he was going to get in AW, where he's also going to work with his best mates and his missus. Yeah. Um, but he was going to be a manager for a heel Keith Lee, just like Leo Rush did for Bobby Lashley. And, you know, nothing against Leo Rush. Uh, hopefully, you know, we're reporting it today. Maybe he's going to be returning to wrestling. We think he's insanely talented as a mouthpiece and as a wrestler. You can't do that to Adam Cole. It's absolutely ridiculous. Would love to be a fly on the wall just to see the micro expressions on Adam Cole's face as he was listening to Vince McMahon tell uh, him lads, this story. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. In the interest of balance here, right, you're not reporting this fully. He was also offered a run with the Intercontinental Championship <laughs> and, a ma- and a match with Roman Reigns at a pay-per-view. That was that was also on the table. Uh. Must have been it's a tough just, call. <laughs> it's just another thing of WWE being so far off the mark. It's not they're not even playing the same game. They're no. not even aiming at the same thing. It's I don't understand how you get to that point. What did you think of of Cole's? He's just short. Like He's Vin- just short. Vince McMahon. Really Vince McMahon has seen that that meme that the person did about Adam Cole's height. With Zach oh, Sabre Jr. No. <laughs> oh no 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 no! That He's one. in. Oh, the last short guys I pushed with. Punk, look what happened then. Brian, he's just left he me. Left. Get, get rid of all of the short people. <laughs> what do you think of, of Cole's arrival and the nice tease? Absolutely and the, brilliant. I loved it, how they teased that he was going to be against them and then joined them. Just the moment of the Adam Cole baby. And again, every single one of the people in that crowd doing the Adam again, Cole baby. I, I need to point this out if people haven't spotted this yet or seen the video. And if you could all take it upon yourselves, by the way, to please tweet Andy Murray and tell him what a good spot this was. Because I don't think he's had anywhere near enough credit for this. We were obviously like losing our minds, thinking, oh my God, Cole versus Omega, that's like going to be class. And as he stepped into the ring, Andy did the uh, Jamie Carragher Thierry on Reboot on me <laughs> and went, he's wearing Jordans. And I went, what? He went, he's, <laughs> he's wearing Jordans. He's literally got a pair of Jordans on, the same as all the rest of them. And I went, it's a swerve. He's went, it's a swerve. It's a swerve. He's got Jordans on. And lo and behold, it was a swerve. Yeah. Didn't so, he come out of the heel tunnel as well? Yeah, he came out of the heel yeah. tunnel. 
so good. But yeah. just ugh, that's the crowd. No, I didn't even pay any attention to that at the moment. So I was good. just like Adam Cole, Adam Cole. And then the swerve, like you say, you, you, you probably I probably should have seen it coming with the Jordans and the. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, as a serious request, by the way, if you'd like to make all three of us happy, could you please tweet Andy H Murray and tell him what a great spot the Jordans <laughs> were? Because I don't think you got anywhere near enough credit for yeah, it. Yeah, that is good. I will say, like these debuts recently, like Punk, Ruby Soho, and the Brian Danielson, Adam Cole one. Like I don't think I've been back and rewatched wrestling as many times as I have over the yeah, last couple of absolutely, weeks. Absolutely, yeah. Like I go, I've been back to them so many times. I think probably the punk one still the most. Yes, that crowd reaction is insane. But just every time you sit there and it's immediate goosebumps mm-hmm. and it's just ah, oh, this is absolutely it's just such like excitement for wrestling again. And it's like it's there. It's at the peak and the crowd are just buying into everything they're given. And I just love it. And the end of that pay-per-view is the cherry on the icing on the cake because you go, we all sat there going, well, it'd be nice if we get Ruby Soho, Ruby Riot. Yeah. Um, we're all expecting Brian Danielson because of the reports and the Rona and Arthur Ashe and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, we'll get Cole eventually. And then Cole comes out. You already got Ruby Soho. You already got Minoru Bloody Suzuki. Yeah. And you go, and oh. The, and the butcher. And the butcher. Oh, we're not we're not getting Brian. I mean, I'm don't, I'm okay with not getting Brian. And then you get that as well. I actually genuinely thought I was like, that's actually smart because they're going to do Brian on Dynamite. They'll do Brian on Dynamite as like a follow up to this, and that's how you basically set the stall out of like, yes, the pay per views have these big moments, but you do you do actually need to watch the TV <laughs> to see everything. Well, that's genuinely really good booking in mind. Oh my god, it's Daniel Bryan! <laughs> <laughs> it turns out they don't need uh, debuts on Dynamite to get the TV ratings because they did that oh, anyway. The second most watched Dynamite ever after the first ever Dynamite, yeah. which obviously is going to get you know quite a few eyes on it anyway. Bonkers. What do you think of Brian's music? Love it. Absol- oh, my God, I absolutely love it. Love it. It, it's like it was good, and then it got so much better. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, okay, we all know what this, like yeah. the Valkyries, and then I was like, wait a second, are they doing the keep Ned in stuff? Yeah, yeah. I really, because it immediately pinpoints the change in his character from what he was in yeah. WWE as well. It makes it, separates it, in, it's recognisable, but separates it instantly, and then when he went on the bloody after show... Um, Punk uh, and Jeff in all over the place, and he's just talking about like uh, Punk's here to elevate everyone. I'm just here to kick everyone's head in. It's like, yes, this is gonna be so much fun. I'm not sure (laughs) if you two were in the office that morning when we were sat there chatting about the fact that you know AW for a t-shirt company is doing pretty well, and they've got a varied selection of t-shirts. Let's say the new 2.01 looks fantastic. Go and buy them. Go and support the boys. Yeah, but we were saying. I think after like the Punk one, which obviously just rocketed to the top of the charts, I was like. Daniel Bryan makes me want to buy just a white T-shirt because he wears it so bloody well. I will. I will say at least it'll be organic. Yeah. yeah just, just, uh, just, just to forewarn you, you'll not look like that. No, no. <laughs> you, like, I look more like Sad Corbin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't want to say. I wasn't going to say this, but there is there is an analogy that's been in my head all week about what we saw it all out, and I just, I just. I just think it's worth putting out there. Okay. Right. For anybody who likes soccer ball or football. Uh-huh. Right. Getting these big pops, these big debuts, returns, heel turns, you're shocked with these definable moments, right? They're the equivalent in wrestling of scoring a 35-yard screamer, right? Mm -hmm. They're incredible. They're supposed to be unpredictable. They're why you watch it in the first place, right? You don't win things or stay in divisions. You're not successful if you have to rely upon your team scoring 35-yard screamers, right? Now, I've had the greatest time the last seven days. Go back to, what, 10, 15 days for Punk. Probably about, actually, close to about three weeks now for Punk, aren't we? Go, I've had a fantastic time. They've made me feel things 
with pro wrestling, which I haven't felt, honestly, for years, for years and years. But that is not what they can build their company around. They can't debut Brian Danielson every six months. They can't bring in a CM Punk every six months. They certainly can't bring a Daniel Bryan, a CM Punk, an Adam Cole, <laughs> a Ruby Soho in every pay-per-view, right? The real battle for them now, they've done that. They've got everybody's attention. They've popped their massive rating. They've popped their massive rating is they now have to translate that into loyal, like dependable, like you look how bad WWE treats their audience, how less, how little they think of them, how bad they've made the product, and they don't dip below where they are now. They don't dip below where AEW are now at their, like what feels like a real peak, a moment for them. Mm. They need to turn that into like a million strong people who will watch when it's bad. And they need to do that in the next 12 months while they've got this momentum. And arguably they've done the first step on the road to that because we talked about this in the news this morning. Often when they would do huge dynamites, whether it be immediately after some mad Mm. show that they've put on because they're not putting a pay-per-view on for another few months or off the back of a huge pay-per-view, the show's always a bit... There was just something not quite there about it. It either sagged or it didn't have a great main event or it didn't have a good hook to make it watch the next It's kind of impenetrable of trying to catch up with storylines. Like if you're going in blind, like especially with with a lot of the stuff that happens on Dark and Dark Elevation that then gets moved across, like a lot of it's just thrown into your face and you're like, where's the explanation I will will say that's that's the one thing I think AEW currently struggle with. It's being able to just turn on and watch an entertaining show. Like, don't get me wrong, it rewards the dedicated audience yeah, massively. Gotcha. The stories are so deep and well put together. Like the whole, the whole Adam Page thing is incredible. But can you? Like, it's still going on even without Adam Cole, yeah. Adam Page on TV. But if you've just, if you're one of these people who's just seen Brian Danielson and just seen Adam Cole and just seen CM Punk and you're tuning in now, how on earth do you pick that up? <laughs> like they do need to get a couple of these like one two week. Exi- like I remember when you were a kid, and you could flick on Raw. You roughly knew who everybody was didn't matter because they just made you believe that they were just bad people and whatever. But, like, I think they're on the road to doing that. I'm not saying that because I'm saying, like, oh, it's actually nothing. They've not done anything yet. They've not done the hard part yet. Until they get a million idiots to refuse to turn off the channel when they <laughs> suck, they've not achieved anything. I, I just think to, to sort of, like, because all the tweets we've had this week, oh, I guess that's WWE dead then. No. No. Like, w- WWE are more than capable of putting on stuff as good as AEW have. They can't, that's what's so frustrating about them. They've got the talent, they've got the ability to do things that well. And if WWE was doing this well, they'd have three, four million viewers. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. AEW, if they, if they have two or three months where, they, where the television sucks and the matches are terrible and nothing makes any sense, what would they drop down to? Mm. What do you mean? You guys you'd have to assume back down to the sort of seven, eight hundred thousands. The, the yeah, but it's still, it still good then. That was the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. Maybe but still I'm good. Yeah, maybe I'm like nobody. Nobody tunes in like and hates what they see. Whereas a lot of people still because they love WWE as a company, they love what the memories they've had. They believe in what all the talent can do. They know that it could be good in the future. They still tune in in the hope that maybe this week might be fine, and they do that in their millions. Yeah. So the challenge for AEW the next twelve months is to just build that hardcore audience, make sure that that number, the bottom number they can have, is what goes up. Not the not the number they can pop when they do the biggest show they've ever done. <laughs> that's great, but that's not that's not your long term. The number that you want to look at is, all right, when we're three weeks out of a pay-per-view and three weeks till the other one and nothing's really going on, who's tuning in then? And if that number goes up, if that starts creeping around a million, then this has all been worth it. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, before we get to this week's bloody good quiz, we have to talk about, potentially, Phil, yet another WWE departure. One Kevin Owens, or some people may remember him, Kevin Steen. Looks like he's heading out the door as well. Yeah, um... Another one contracts up in, was it December or January? January, January. I think, yeah. Did someone clear this up for me? Did, I, I remember literally doing the news video where he signed a five-year contract like two years ago. Ah, that got changed. Yes, during the pandemic, they renegotiated it and shortened it up, basically. He's one of the very few yeah. people who they used to say, you know, like, well, your contract's five years, but you've been injured for a year. That's what it is now, yeah. basically. This one was presumably renegotiated at some point during the pandemic. So they could, to make it easier for them to potentially get rid of him? I assume so. Oh a future cost-cutting measure, like getting something on the books. So like in a few years, then maybe we can cut this cost. Yeah, because it was, 20, no, it was yeah. 2018 to 2023, I think, maybe. Yeah. He was going to be there for something like that. And now it's January 2022. Sami Zayn was, was rumoured. I'm not sure the case is that's the case anymore. Not sure. It's still I think that's injury-related again, exactly. sort of yeah. shenanigans and that. But... Yeah, God, if they ended up with Steen and El Generico. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did a podcast. I'm just going to shield for myself here for a second. We hey. did a podcast this week, uh, me and Sid and Andy Murray talking about the people to jump from WWE to AEW, and almost all of them probably, you know, <laughs> aside from your Roman Reigns and your Seth Rollins and your Becky Lynch's who are really looked after. There's an argument to be made for a lot of people. We didn't even have time to mention someone like a Chad Gable, for example. But yeah, Owens and, and, and Owens, Zane were the top yeah. two. Owens is an interesting one because he's not been shy about saying, like, he does this for his family. Like, yeah. at, at this point, it's not necessarily for him. It's for creating this life for his family for the future. Where does he see the m- most longevity? Where does he see the most money? 
I mean, AEW has infinite pockets, it seems, so it could still work out going over to there, but it's a little bit more uncertain. But then maybe he's already probably made way more than enough money in WWE for the rest of his life, so now he can have the thing freedom is, to go and do something well, over when, in AEW. When a wrestler says they're doing it for their family, I don't think they 100% mean money. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> Kevin Owens is a man who's had a career which has not been kind on his body. No, you know what God, I mean? no. <laughs> his time before we got to WWE was brutal. He's never been shy of doing the really big spots. He's been on the house show circuit near constantly. You know, he's barely missed any time with injury. I know he's been yes. out once or twice. There is literally no one here, Kevin. I'm going to jump off the WrestleMania side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, there is a there is a degree of, yeah, he does he does want to get some money in the bank so he knows that his kids will be fine, that he knows that whatever happens. But also... His pieces can have pineapple on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'm not going to get it. No, he deserves everything he gets in that case. <laughs> but, like, you also, you know, as much as you want to send these kids to college, you do also want to be able to, like, go Warm and enjoy, enjoy your life. Yeah. yeah. Like, and the sad fact is not a lot of wrestlers really get to do that past a certain age. So if it gets to it, WWE might turn around and go, look, we'll give you the easiest job in the world. You can do a couple of shows a week. Here's another four million. Yeah. You go to AEW. Jump on commentary. Yeah, jump on commentary. Like, you go to AEW and... He's gonna want to do yeah. his art. You know what I mean. He's gonna want to go. He's well, not gonna want thing. to go. He's another very creative guy. So that's also it's like a lot of these people that are jumping ship. It's a lot to do with creative and not yeah. necessarily the money. And he is definitely a creative based guy. And even they do like work more so. Sami Zayn. A fair bit. Like he can make chicken salad out of you know the face of America or whatever yeah. it was that he did for a bit. But he do, they do seem now a lot more to be like, ah, no, I get it now. He's one of their go to guys as well. Yeah. Like if they need someone to fill a spot for a month. Kevin Owens, like just yeah. jump Have in, match elevate him for a bit, and then forget about he him. Might for a while. end towards Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul at some point. <laughs> let's not forget, considering what happened on SmackDown last week. I absolutely, I think WWE will will and should, as I said, with Adam Cole, try everything to keep yeah. him, especially off the back of this. But it might not. I, it might just, be too, I, too late. I would love to. I would love to see him go to AEW. Absolutely, but I, I think it's a far more complicated case. It's more than just simply he will be able to do better matches in AEW. I think there'll be a lot of different considerations for. Him. Yeah, and also I will say. I don't think they should get any big WWE names for a good long while now. Like they've had a good run with this, you know. You know, they, like Brian even really paid tribute to like the guys who were here first. I know Jericho was one of them, but by and large, it wasn't really a, a particularly WWE heavy. Or certainly, I know I hate I hate when people call people ex WWE guys because they've been around the world yeah. before this. But the reason they get that tag is because to the vast majority of wrestling fans, they're mostly familiar with their work in WWE, mm-hmm. some of these people. So when they got Miro, when they got Hardy, when they got that sort of like that mid-card pickup selection, they still built a main event around Adam Page, Kenny Omega, the Bucks were there, Lucha Brothers were there. Like they, they did, they were it did not feel like a company that was mm. WWE heavy. Now, you know, Punk's not gonna be, you know, three matches from the main event for long. Daniel Bryan's Brian Brian is straight in, very much straight into the main. Straight event. in with Kenny Omega, Ruby Soho is going straight in with Britt Baker. I think, you know, they need to let that settle for mm-hmm. a while. I'm not look. I'm, I'm not saying they should never go there for talent because the amount of talent that's not being used is extraordinary. And the criticism of oh well, it's just WWE guys is stupid anyway. <laughs> but optics optics do count. Mm-hmm. Like the optics are important. So I, I think yeah. When was it February? People think for Owens. I mean, yeah, January-ish, I don't know. Yeah. I don't January. know how it will work. I would personally, and I'm not telling Tony... There won't be a no-compete either, because it'll be... Of course, yeah. Compact. I'm yeah. not telling Tony Khan how to run his business. Obviously, it works he tells us what to do. Yeah, sorry, not, yeah. Not, yeah, he tells us nice what to do. Nice watch, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> it's so heavy. Um, but, yeah, I just personally, personally, if it was me running AW, I was a billionaire running my rest promotion, I would just, I'd let it sit for a while. 
Finally, uh, this week saw the last episode of the old NXT. (laughs) How have you resisted using that for so long? I've started getting into this this week. I know, yeah. I saw you playing with the buttons before. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> How do you feel about this all as as the former head of, of NXT? Former head of, former head of NXT. Yes, former head of NXT coverage. And, and how are you feeling about next week and the new colourful <laughs> relaunch with a wedding? I really want to get the quiz, so I have to keep this succinct. Um, I am saddened by how WWE have used NXT since the start of the whole Wednesday Night War thing. I think there was a really good product there that probably admittedly did need a bit of a refresh at that point mm-hmm. in it had been going for a while. Been, there was a very established NXT style. Everybody was sort of familiar with the formula. Performers will come through. They'll move to the main roster after they've had this run, that run, or the other. Very rarely did you see them just pluck somebody straight out of the mid card on there. But then they weaponized it. They tried to use it to damage a competitor's product. They tried to make it something that it wasn't, whilst at the same time not allowing it necessarily to evolve in the ways it needed to to be that. So it ended up still being developmental for them, whilst also being presented as a brand on equal footing as Raw and SmackDown, whilst at the same time being a competitor product to the new and exciting show. It was all three of these things at mm-hmm. once, and you can't be all three of those, because you either you're developmental or you're the main roster. And you're either like part of the WWE family or you're going up against AEW. And you're either going up against AEW or you're a developmental show. You, mm. know, you can't be all of these things, and they refuse to let it find its actual, its actual niche. So it hasn't had one for two years, and the views have plummeted, and the yeah, it's a mess. It needs a, it needs a complete redoing from the ground up, which is hopefully what this is going to be. So I'm hopeful. What is this smirk you've on your face? I was going to say, are you, I was going to ask Phil because you don't presumably watch that much NXT now. You don't do ups and downs for it. You know, it's so your your finger was hovering over your laptop. You had oh, a little smirk, and I was I like, just, something. He's going to do just something excited here. for later. I've got something to come. Yeah, <laughs> going to do something here, uh, Phil. You know, you don't really watch NXT aside from the takeovers. Now, will this? Are you going to watch on Tuesday next week, for example? Hundred percent. I am so incredibly excited for Vince McMahon to walk out and go, "I am NXT." <laughs> no, in all serious, uh, I. I'm not saying it like that, the Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> He sounds what he does sound like more more like a bad impression of Richard Nixon with every passing year, doesn't he? <laughs> He's not a crook, so you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, I am genuinely more excited about this episode of NXT than I have been for a lot for a long time. Not probably not for the right reasons. Mm. I think it's more like a morbid curiosity, like and going wedding. past a car wreck kind of thing, and like and a wedding. Of course, who doesn't love a wrestling wedding? I think you're gonna beat dynamite. Right now, and I'm raw combined. Yeah. With this. But I have fallen out of love with NXT in the recent years. And so, yeah, I'm ready for something to reignite it. Just anything, whatever it is. I'm also incredibly interested in Vince McMahon's idea of NXT. Yes. Colourful, bright. <laughs> that's the, that's, uh, yeah, I'm incredibly interested in what Vince McMahon's idea for NXT is, I but I want that as I want that it. as a one-off. Yeah, like I want it. I want it to go back to NXT the week after. I don't want like like when they did in your house, just one yeah. thing. Oh, that was nice. Because you know what, like my God, they could, they could get Todd Pettengill back though, and if he does that, then he's already won in my eyes. Yeah, but you realize what's going to happen? Don't it's a, it's the wedding. It's the wedding, right? Next, the week after, they'll not be married anymore. They'll not even be on screen together. <laughs> Yeah. Did Gnome Fox? Gnome, did Gnome Dora and Alicia Fox die for nothing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did they even make any money off the TV deal for NXT? Can they not just shove it back on Peacock and get it back to what it's supposed to be? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> anyway, let us know your thoughts on everything we discussed at What Culture WWE go, on back, Twitter. So, no. Enough of all this. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. 
The right. problem with that is, and no one at home will realise your excitement about that moment. No, I'll, I'll, I'll let I'll pull back the curtain slightly here. For the last forever, uh, whenever we've done that before, it sounds in the studio like this. Enough of that. It's now time for a. And this week's quiz is, and then I'll just put it in in post. This time, I've actually got it on a little... Uh, buttons. What are you going to do with the time that's saving you across the week? Because it is, it, uh, as, as, you, as you know, it is everybody's like quarterly review meeting next week. And <laughs> well, you'll be pleased to know, bosses, if you're listening, this is going to be loaded with different sound effects every single goddamn <laughs> week. So there you go. <laughs> I've only got a few this week. I was running short on time, but... I've changed it. Anyway, this week's Bloody Good Quiz is brought to you by Aaron Merkel. Big money Merkel, as you Aaron. may know him from our live streams. Uh, he left us a lovely review on iTunes. If you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, that's what you need to do. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Leave us a review on there. Aaron writes, thank you, lads, for the endless laughs and the legendary hours of entertainment. So anyway, this week's quiz, 10 questions, multiple choice, shout your name, wait for me to come to your usual sort of thing. It's just for fun. It's all about wrestling <laughs> gimmicks. <laughs> particularly, <laughs> particularly bad wrestling gimmicks. <laughs> what have we done? Buying you this. <laughs> Create a monster over here. Anyway, bad wrestling gimmicks. Ten Nobody questions. wants to see Marshall no more. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Are you both ready? <laughs> okay, question number one. What problem did Matt Morgan have when he was Carlito's bodyguard in WWE? Was Ooh, it? Apples? He was <laughs> scared of pyro, he had a stutter, he was scared of heights, or he was allergic to apples. <laughs> Is that actually what you're down? Down. Down. I can't show you, but yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that Adam, one. Is it allergic to apples? No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I said I didn't have much time. I literally downloaded the first no sound effects I could find, and it's this lovely lady saying, No, dear, that's wrong. Bill, oh, your options are scared oh, of pyro, scared of heights, or he had a stutter. Uh, um... Uh. I don't think it's scared of pyro. Did Carlito have pyro? Makes <laughs> sense. I remember Kurt Angle being scared of his own pyro. That was a one-off. Eric Young was, wasn't he? He's wrong TNA. Um, <laughs> stutter thing sounds very them. Big guy. Oh, he must be stupid. Give him a stutter. But they've oh, done sorry, that a I'm lot. Still laughing at that no thing. So I'm gonna go with the other one. Scared, so of, scared heights? of heights. No, dear, that's ah. wrong. <laughs> Was it a stutter? It was a stutter. Of course it was. Because they went, bubba, it went for Bubba Ray. Yeah. Just do it again. Uh, okay, question. Hey, guys, I know that uh, being allergic to apples would qualify as a medical condition, but do we not think maybe a stutter is like a, that's more of a handicap yeah. than something being a gimmick? <laughs> no, it seems fine. It's actually, pre- it's actually pretty funny when you think about it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I mean, when you f- 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 think about it. <laughs> every every WWE career meeting in the 2000s was yep. like... They've all gone to hell, haven't they? Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, question two. Which ECW legend played an evil Santa called Santa Claus, but with an X, in 90s WWF? He was hired by, I believe, Ted DiBiase. Was it Tommy Dreamer, Balls Mahoney, Just Incredible, or Rhino? Bill. Uh, I had the blue meaning in my head because I could just <laughs> see that one. I'll go with Balls Mahoney. Yay! Oh. That's weird. <laughs> The correct oh, answer. Oh, it just says yay on my thing. <laughs> yay dot mp4. <laughs> right. Question three. <laughs> one nil to Phil. Uh, this is 
as you're looking at, no, as they would experience of it. So this is their left. This is not the way you're looking at them. Okay, it'll all become clear in a second. On which side of Gillian Hall's face was the disgusting growth oh. slash mole? Adam, right? No, dear. No, that's like, hey. I'm like, Bill, left. <laughs> Yay! Oh. Uh, two nil. Question four. Oh, struggling here. Who did this Spirit Squad r- win the tag titles from? Was it the Hurricane and Rosie, Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, Kane and Big Show, or John Cena and Shawn Michaels? <laughs> God, I really hope it's John Cena and Shawn Michaels. Oh, God. Phil, why not? What were the answers? Uh, <laughs> Hurricane and Rosie, Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, Kane and Big Show, or John Cena and Shawn Michaels? Between two. Well, I'm going to go with the Hurricane and Rosie. No, dear, that's wrong. Fucking over how troll that is. Can I have those again, please, Adam? Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, Kane and Big Show, or John Cena and Shawn Michaels? They're all funny, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe beat up two old guys, beat up two tall guys, or beat up two like main event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really fun. Why did you? Why, what did you go with? Hurricane and Rosie. Hurricane and Rosie. It's a boring answer, man. But it's, it's about gimmicks. It's yeah, like it's oh, everyone likes them. Let's yeah. beat them by the evil oh, cheerleaders. Yeah, this is quiz about gimmicks, isn't yeah. it? What have you got the spirit squad in it for? They're a dreadful gimmick of <laughs> cheerleaders. And oh, look at how that helped all of them. I don't know how Dolph Ziggler survived. Honestly, I mean, he's giving really impressive. He gets your the racist golfers caddy. Kerwin White, I avoided Kerwin White. Also, I was searching for bad gimmicks. Stop saying that Repo Man's a bad gimmick. Okay, Miller's going to come after you if it happens. <laughs> so he has that, and then they go, I'll take you out of that. That was ridiculous, obviously. How about you're an evil cheerleader with a load of other guys from OVW? Apparently, Elijah Burke was asked, and he went, uh, no, I don't think I could do the gymnastics. <laughs> okay, bye. And then they go, okay, no, fair enough. We'll stop doing that. We'll give you your, your solo performer. Your name's Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Insane that he's still doing so well. Congratulations. So, yes. Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Kane and Big Show, or John Cena and Shawn Michaels? Ric Flair, Roddy Piper. No, dear, oh, that's fine. Was it Kane and Big Show? It was Kane and bloody Big Show? That was my other one. Uh, they lost them. Yeah, too. I remember them feuding with Shawn Michaels and John Cena. They lost them to Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. Did they? Uh, okay, still was it two. Shawn Michaels that covered them in poo or something, or was that someone else? Someone, yeah. Probably Shawn Michaels covered oh, them yeah, in DX, poo. Oh, yeah, DX put yeah. green stuff and poo and... Yeah, green stuff and poo. Uh, que- uh, so question five, still two 0 to Phil. How short is Shorty G though? That's oh. the real question. <laughs> oh, we know this. We know this. Five in WWE s- language or in real life? In whatever it says on Wikipedia when I looked at it. I, Adam, it's five six. It's not five. It is. Oh, no, I've, no, dear. No, I've done this. I've done this as contents five six. But it's, I, that's not what I've got written down. You know the rules. Phil, what's your answer? Five eight. Yay! No, I need to look this up. I, I need to look <laughs> this up. Wikipedia says this. five eight. There you go. There you go, Phil. Five for eight. There it is. Oh, Wikipedia God's says, sake. and we oh. all know, well, Wikipedia is the truth. He's worked that. He's worked that. Okay. It, to, it definitely used to say five six because I'm five seven, and when I did the video about it, I got to do like you know, like obviously a lot of a lot of guys in wrestling are shorter than me. <laughs> no, he's got an inch on me. That's dreadful. Uh, three <laughs> nils to fill at the halfway point. Okay, question six. Who? Phil is also five seven, by the way. <laughs> Who? Uh, I'm five eight. Ah. Uh, you're Shorty Adam over there. <laughs> all right, all right, Shorty P. <laughs> Who did Santina Morella last eliminate to become Miss WrestleMania? Was it Beth Phoenix, the Bella Twins, Maria, or Mickey James? Bell, Beth Phoenix, because it's the funniest one. Yay! No, <laughs> four questions to go. If you get all four, I'm crap at losing on a quiz, you know, because I get, once I get a lead, I'm really good at holding the lead. When I get behind, <laughs> I panic and I, oh, do I want to answer? Do I let him answer? Do I, I don't want to waste it. 
I knew it was Beth Phoenix. I just didn't. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no I lost, lost my nerve. Mm. Question seven. Still time. Still time. How much, according to online... Also, what's the angle of the screen about, by the way? He's not looking at <laughs> you. You're not fully, looking at that. Fully you think I can read that? That's like WWE people watching TV backstage. They can't see that. How much did Glacier's entrance cost in production costs in WCW? Was it 50 grand, 100 grand, 250 grand, or half a million? Every Ooh. time? I don't know. It just... Bill, 250 no, dear, oh. that's wrong. Do you, do you hover your finger I did, over That's it. what I did. I thought I could what, see what it. What my answers? Uh, 50 grand, 100 grand, or half a million dollars. Who did this quiz? Me, I wrote it. You wrote it. So from the middle two. Uh, which one did you say? 250. So you said the top? No, he yeah, said the third answer. C. So you said C? Yeah. Can I have B then, please? No, dear, oh! that's half a million. Is it half a million? It's half a million. I knew it was a lot. I edited it. Changed in, his in ways. Lasers, lasers and smoke and all that bollocks and his, for his a knockoff. Costume and things. Subs- yeah, his costume cost about 50 grand as well. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, question eight. I've been on Cage Match and found a review of a terrible wrestling stable. Oh, can I say, before you go, can I just commend you? There's not been a single match time question so far. And there isn't. It's quite impressive. Amazing. He's, ma- he's made me up my game last week after the <laughs> horse question. He's made you up your game. <laughs> and after, your I, after I've psychologically abused you. No, workplace hey. bullied you about this for <laughs> four years. And he's then all it takes you... is Elgin Nairico. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. There we go. Uh, so I've been on Cage Match, found a review of a terrible wrestling stable. Who is Rody Kaz the second? Thanks for this review. Talking about here, perhaps the worst stable in WWE history, and that's saying something. Bunch of goofy-looking jobbers. Wish the Rock had come back and buried them in a segment. Now that would have been entertaining. Is he talking about 3MB, the League of Nations, the Social Outcasts, or Retribution? Or what? Yeah, it was Retribution. Sorry. Phil. Retribution. It's going to be very Yay! No, I knew it. I didn't say it. <laughs> have I got none on this quiz? No, so how far? many you got so far, Phil? Five. Five, five, five. Two questions left. You what can... is it? Is it five, five nows? <laughs> <laughs> Question nine. Why was pirate Paul Burchill I don't know. told to change his gimmick? Yeah, he had Probably both, was some he had, legal issue. He had both his legs? I don't know. Vince thought it was too far-fetched. <laughs> Vince really liked the incest angle with his sister. Vince hates pirates. Or Vince had never seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Oh, they're all good. He can't hate pirates because they did that WrestleMania. But then again, pirates... Oh, no. I'm really tempted to go with the incest angle because we all know how Vince McMahon loves a bit of incest. But I'm going to go because he hasn't seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Wish I was dead. <laughs> Wish I was dead. You'll be pleased to know this is my favourite question that's last. Okay. And you've got a chance, okay? Thanks, mate. <laughs> this question is capital F, fun. <laughs> Final question. God damn it. Where was Mantor billed from? Oh, Ooh. my God. Was it... New <laughs> <Moo> Zealand? <laughs> Crete? Yeah, yeah Crete. Bulgaria <laughs> or Catalonia. You, this is a bit, this. Why are three of these funny and one of them's not? It's my favourite question. Why are three of these funny and one of them's not? Just where was Mantle? You're trying, to make me, you're trying to make one of us say Malta <laughs> and it's not. Crete, not Malta. You're trying to make one of us say Crete. It's from Athens the Minotaur, anyway, isn't it? 
New Zealand, Crete, <laughs> Bulgaria, <laughs> or Catalonia? It feels Cobby Crete, isn't it? I need I to get. I no need to idea. get one. You can't. Do, honestly, right? <laughs> tell you what's happened. You, you've done this perfectly, right? Because I've got to say Crete now. I've got to say Crete. <laughs> I've got to say Crete. And if I say Crete, it's wrong. Can you imagine I'm going to get zero on this quiz by missing out Zealand, Bulgaria, <laughs> Catalonia, last question. Can you believe you've done this? Can't believe Can you believe you've got to the last question and I've got zero points? So and I've got to say it. Final answer, Chris. You're going for it? Crete. You're saying Crete. Yeah, I've, say, I've got to say Crete, Anna. Yay! Yes! <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> he was billed from the island of Crete because of, of minotaurs, isn't it? Christ <laughs> Almighty! Oh, I'm sweating <laughs> bullets here, man. So there we have it. <laughs> this has been Wrestle Culture. Congratulations! God, that's so loud. Congratulations to Phil Chambers for winning this Ooh. week's quiz. You can follow him on Twitter at Phil My Chambers, and you can follow the loop. <laughs> at Adam Leary C-L-E-R-Y you can follow Wilborn if you want oh god I've had so much fun with this this week you can follow me at Adam Wilborn don't on forget Twitter. to send him all your sound effects that you want added Ooh, to the board yeah we'll, add, we'll definitely add some new ones to that next week um, but uh, it's been a lot of fun this and <laughs> a massive regret from everyone at What Culture for buying this piece of kit I suspect <laughs> it's taken us back to the good old days of What Culture quizzes in the office anyway subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts including this weekend me and the Dadly Boys talking all about <laughs> the future of down. Adam okay. Cole in AEW daily wrestling podcasts What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from my thanks to Phil to Adam to you for joining us and we will see you soon WrestleCulture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Wrestling! No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.